Welcome back to the Talking Lead Podcast. This is episode 270. That's right. We keep knocking them out of the park, moving right along. We'll be at 300 before you know it. If you didn't get a chance to check out last episode, episode 269, make sure you go back, check it out. We had another Optics 101 class with Ride on Optics. Jeremiah Alexander, also known as J-Mac, was teaching us the proper scope that we need for the proper task. So whether it's home defense, competition shooting, hunting, long-range precision shooting, he gave some tips and tricks on which scope, what power scope, that type thing. So make sure you go back to TLP 269 Optics 101 with Jeremiah with Right On Optics, which just happens to be the official optics of Talking Lead. Make sure you guys go and support the companies that support this show, like Right On Optics. Uh, we talked about their new 4x32x56 that they just released. It's available now for you lead heads. And uh, mine came in the other day, and I love it. So as, as uh, you guys are hearing this, I am probably out on the range right now, testing it out, trying it out. Uh, I was waiting on my mount to come in for that, so it came in, and I got it mounted and going to take it out and stretch its legs. So I'll report back on that and let you guys know how it is. Well, we've got some pictures and things posted on social media, so you can go to Instagram, Facebook, uh, Talking Leads, and Ride-Ons. Check those out. And of course, you know I'm going to be shooting at X-Steel Targets. X-Steel Targets. the best, most affordable AR-500 steel targets on the market today. I've got some really nice AR-500 steel targets from Bud and the gang over at X-Steel Targets. You guys go to their website, xsteeltargets.com. Check out all the awesome targets that they have there. Uh, pretty much anything and everything that you need, whether you're a professional shooter, competition shooter, law enforcement, military, or just like me, your everyday plinker, they've got what you need there at X-Steel Targets. And if you don't see what you need, you can give them a call. But over there, they custom cut AR-500 steel targets. Pretty much any kind of design or need that you can think of, they can do it. XSteelTargets.com. And I know you guys have been waiting to hear the announcement. I've been uh, building it up over the last couple of episodes. Uh, but we did run into some scheduling issues again with uh, the new sponsor. But I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to make the announcement. Drum roll, please. So what I want you to do, Leadheads, is I want you to go and I want you to give them a big welcome. Welcome them to the Talking Lead Podcast. Welcome them to the Leadhead Brigade. Uh, they're no strangers to the show. They have supported our show pretty much uh, over the past five years, some form or fashion. Uh, they've been our sponsors at SHOT Show, uh, but they have now made it official. So let's give them a big Leadhead welcome, guys. Caltech Weapons. Woohoo! So Caltech is the newest member of the Talking Lead family of sponsors. And we welcome them. I wish they could be here to make this announcement, but like I said, we've had some issues. Uh, you guys, Chad Enos, Chad's a no stranger to the show. He is a leadhead, listener of the show, frequent guest, frequent co-host. Uh, he had a motorcycle accident recently and was pretty banged up. Thankfully, he's out of the hospital now. He's doing great. But you guys go to Keltec's uh, Facebook page, Instagram page. Um, Chad also has Instagram, Facebook. I think on Instagram, he's um, uh, Keltec Chad. So just uh, let him know that you leadheads are thinking about him. Welcome Keltec to 
the Leadhead Brigade, the family of sponsors, and show them the support that the Leadhead Brigade is famous for. So that's something I've been waiting to drop for a while now. I'm glad I got that out. Uh, but we will have them on. As soon as Chad gets uh, back on his feet, ready to go, we'll, we'll get him on, and uh, we'll, we'll get some words from Caltech. Looking forward to that. But I hear that jack wagon train coming in now. So, Gunny, bring that train in. We've got some jack wagons to haul off. Hey, Ralph, Semper do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the Talking Lead Jack Wagon of the Week, so brace yourself, baby. All right, the train is stationed, and we are ready to throw some jack wagons on the train. We've got a few for you guys this week, listener submitted ones. So I'm going to go to our uh, jack wagon inbox here, and we'll go to Jerry B. And Jerry B. says, I nominate Moms Demand Action. Okay. They are on the train already, but let's see what they've done lately. So Jerry says, at a recent shooting in Kentucky at a Kroger that left two dead, Moms Demand Action indicate that the lack of gun control laws left the community less safe. And that's in quotes. And then Jerry goes on and says, the issue here is that Kroger has openly stated that they will abide by local and state laws, which allows their customers to carry in their stores. Because this doesn't match the sentiment of MDA, they demand action, in quotes. The reality is MDA feels their rights are more important than ours. And with that attitude, we again hear common sense gun laws, in quotes, as if the current laws do not have any common sense. Just another example of a billionaire flaunting his wealth and buying the opinion of the mainstream media. Well, you know, that's, I think Moms Demand Action have been after Kroger for, for a while now. And, you know, kudos to Kroger for not giving in to them. Um, but they have, they have done some other things uh, in the past, like uh, on a, a previous episode we talked about where they had pulled some of the, or all of the, the firearms magazines in Kroger. So they're, they're not doing the firearms magazines uh, any longer. So uh, let's hope that they don't waver on this stance as well. So all you law-abiding leadheads out there that are carrying legally, um, get in touch with your local Kroger and let them know that you stand behind them in their stance on um, supporting local gun carry laws and um, extending that into their stores. All right, so uh, we get another one from Jason Farmer. Jason, has, uh, he's pretty consistent on sending his jack wagon, so we appreciate that, Jason. Let's see what, uh, what he's got for us this week. So it says, came across this one the other day and debated whether to send it to you since it was from 2014. So uh, as I said in the past, I mean, jack wagonness has no um, time limit or expiration date. So uh, if there's somebody that we've missed that we need to go back and get and throw on the train, we absolutely will do that. And in this case, let's read on. Uh, it says, but I've seen, I've seen it posted a lot recently. Uh, it may have sort of fell through the cracks. If it already made it to the jack wagon, please disregard. And I'm pretty sure this one hasn't. This one comes from the Washington Times, but he goes on to say, I saw where it was reported in a British newspaper as well. It's a public service announcement that aired showing a teenager walking into his parents' bedroom and taking a handgun from the nightstand, then taking it to school and walking it into his classroom and turning it over to his teacher, asking, can you take this away? I don't feel safe with a gun in my house. <laughs> 
So I, I did watch the video, and the video is still out there. Uh, so you guys can uh, Google PSA. PSA encourages kids to steal parents' guns. Uh, if you Google that, it it'll, uh, will pretty much will, will come up. So that's what I Googled, and it came up, and I saw the video. Um, and here's the report from the Washington Times. says, a startling new anti-gun ad released, and this is from uh, 2014, so this isn't a new report, uh, by a San Francisco-based production company encourages children to commit a series of crimes by stealing their parents' guns and turning them over to school officials. The Daily Caller reported uh, Monday, it's Monday, December 22nd, 2014. It says, Sleeper 13 Productions released the controversial video on December 13th. shows a pouty young boy wandering into his parents' bedroom, stealing a handgun out of their dresser drawer, and then shoving it into his backpack. The boy then carries what is presumably a loaded weapon into his classroom. After class, he approaches the teacher, takes the gun out of his backpack, and slams it onto her desk, and he does do that. Uh, and I love the reaction by the teacher too, because she's her eyes get you know big as saucers, and she kind of jumps up. Uh, and then the boy slams the gun down on the the desk and says, "Can you take this away? I don't feel safe with a gun in the house." The boy says, "Our children deserve a safe world." The ad says, "Stop gun violence now." <laughs> uh, yeah, so. The writer of this, the person who who wrote this, her name is Regina Sincic, uh, R-E-J-I-N-A-S-I-N-C-I-C. I did Google her, and uh, of course, I mean, it's everything you think you would find. She's a, a huge liberal. Um, she's on Twitter. She's got the YouTube channel, but she's not done anything really since this. This seems to be like the only thing that she's really done was this Stop Gun Violence PSA, which I never saw. And if you look at the quality and production uh, of this, I mean, my gosh, your your three-year-olds could do a better job. Uh, but the message that she's sending, obviously, is from someone who does not understand firearms or guns. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a senseless, it's a senseless video that has very mixed messages, especially for, for younger people who are watching this. I mean, hopefully this did not make it to mainstream uh, advertising on TV and, and whatnot. I, I can't imagine that it would. They're encouraging your kids to commit a felony, commit a crime, to to stop something that's completely legal and lawful. So, um, pretty ridiculous. Jason goes on to say, hard to believe that the same people claiming that parents who own guns are irresponsible can suggest, suggest this type of garbage. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, you know, be responsible gun owner. If you've got kids around, you've got kids in the home, practice proper safety measures, locks, safes, you know, those type of, of preventative measures uh, are available and for you to use freely uh, you know, as it is now in our in our country, I mean, it may come a day where to own a gun, then you've got to, you know, you've got to. It's mandatory that you have the safes and you have the locks. So, uh, and, it, and it very well may be in some some areas of our country, but yeah. So Regina Sensic and the PSA there stop gun violence. Welcome to the Jack Wagon Train. All right, so that's a that's a good one from Jason, and uh, like I said, I mean, it, there is no expiration date for jack wagonness, so 
Send your nominations into talkinglit at gmail.com and Jack Wagon in the subject matter. So let's do one more. We've got another listener submitted one here. This one's from Jason K. And Jason says, so Don Lemon thinks all right-wing white males are radicalized terrorists. Wow, this is Fox. Uh, let see. He sends me a link from Fox News. So he says it should be reputable. The interview was, of course, on CNN. So uh, here, this is from CNN. It says host Don Lemon, which I've never heard of Don Lemon. I don't watch a lot of CNN, obviously. Says he's under fire after dis- after a disturbing on-air rant in which he declared that white men, in quotes, are the biggest terror threat to the United States. Noted that there is no white guy banned, in quotes, and wondered aloud, what do we do about that? So Cuomo Primetime host Chris Cuomo and Lemon were discussing the recent shooting of two black men in Kentucky as being investigated as a hate crime when his Monday guest and colleague took the conversation off the rails. He may have taken it off the rails, but we got him back in the jack wagon train, that's for sure. says, I keep trying to point out to people not to demonize any one group or any one ethnicity, but we keep thinking that the biggest terror threat is something else, Lemon said. Some people who are marching towards the border like it's imminent. And the last time they did this, a couple of hundred people came and they, you know, most of them didn't get into the country. Most of them got tuckered out before they even made it to the border, Lemon told his CNN colleague. So we have to stop demonizing people and realize the biggest terror threat in this country is white men. Most of them radicalized to the right, and we have to start doing something about that. Lemon then pondered solutions as Cuomo, a privileged white male whose father was a Democratic governor of New York, looked on. There's no travel ban on them, Lemon said. There's no ban on, you know, they had the Muslim ban. There is no white guy ban. So what do we do about that? Cuomo responded by telling Lemon he was making the right point. (laughs) Um, Okay. Says, although critics quickly denounced the bizarre diatribe, CNN did not immediately respond. Of course, they didn't immediately respond. Fox News contributor D-Roy Murdoch said the racism coming from the left and mainstream media has become breathtaking, pointing to Lemon's comment at the latest example. Lemon's latest spurt of acid is a most unusual plea for national unity. We have to stop demonizing people and then just two words later, a blast of... Divisiveness worthy of a machete, Murdoch said. Painting with a roller rather than a mere broad brush, Lemon slams millions of his fellow Americans. He does not say they are wrong, mistaken, or misinformed. Rather, they are a terror threat. So, I'm sure this guy uh, uh, probably will keep his job uh, probably gets a little slap on the wrist from CNN because this is exactly the kind of shit that they like to stir uh, in controversy that keeps their fake news ratings going. So anyway, yeah, this is definitely a jack wagon worthy candidate. So uh, he's going to sit at the front of the jack wagon train this week. But you guys can go uh, again, Google uh this guy's name, whatever his name is, Don Lemon, 
And uh, you can watch the video. The video's there, and then uh, you can read the story behind that. Uh, but if anybody sees anything, and if he actually gets any kind of punishment from this, send that to me. Uh, I'd like to keep an update on this. So good jack wagons, you guys. Jason K., Jerry B., and uh, Jason F., appreciate you guys sending those in. Uh, any other um, any other lead heads got jack wagons? Send them in, talkinglead at gmail.com. In the subject, put jack wagon or jack wagon train. Okay, guys, so as a lot of you have probably seen on social media, uh, some of the, uh, the live posts that I've done, you know that uh, our guests this week are going to be the judges from Master of Arms. And I hope all you lead heads have seen that by now because we're going to have spoilers in this interview. So if you've not watched it yet, go watch it and then listen to the rest of this the interview, this podcast. Uh, it's a great uh, first episode to kick it off. Master of Arms, the premiere episode, uh, was Friday, November the 2nd. Uh, it's going to be uh, returning, I think, eight more episodes every Friday at uh, 9 Central. Check your local listings because it's going to vary. Um, but we get Zeke Stout, uh, former host here at Talking Lead with me, Lefty. Uh, good buddy Zeke is, uh, is the host of Master of Arms and a judge. And then we have two of the other judges on. We get Nick Irving, who, which Nick is a former Special Forces guy. And then Ashley Lebinsky. And Ashley is um, the historian of the show. And she is the, uh, the curator for the Cody Firearms Museum. So let's get into this interview because it's a good one. But again, like I said, there's spoilers here. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. You've been warned, Leadheads. So here we go. Welcome back to this segment of Talking Lead, where we have two of the judges from uh, the new show Master of Arms. Actually, it's three. Because you're one of the judges, too. That other too. guy sucks, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Leadheads, uh, this is the part of the show you've been waiting for, we've been building up to. We have three of the four judges from Master of Arms, Discovery Channel's new... Uh, what, kind of, what kind of show would you call this? It is a weapons-building competition. There you go. Like none other uh, that has been, been previous or will come after it, so... Uh, this is great. You can try to say it was, but it wasn't. No, <laughs> no, not at all. So joining us, uh, Zeke, do you want to do the introductions or do you want me to do the introductions? Uh, well, I can I can do that since I'm going to interview him. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no, we've got Ashley Lubinsky. She is our resident historian, uh, also the smartest of the four of us. And uh, she judges the history, the historical aspect of each weapons and the build. And she also throws in on the, the functionality and the aesthetics as well. Then we have Nick Irving, who is a former special operations ranger sniper. Well, we had like 20 different like titles for you and we kept trying to announce you. <laughs> it's <laughs> the, shorter, the shortest ones. I like, you know, the shorter one. The the, all American <laughs> badass. How about that? That's all Chris. I was just the black guy on the show. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And then not joining us uh, is the other uh, judge, Trenton Ty. Uh, he had prior commitments, so uh, he can't be here to defend himself. So we'll bust on him. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. 
But <laughs> no, thank you guys, Nick, Ashley, Zeke. We appreciate you taking the time. I know you guys are extremely busy doing your uh, your junket interviews all around the country. Uh, we're we're sitting in my car, sitting in the car, waiting to get your hair did. <laughs> Wait to get my hair did. <laughs> it looks fine. It looks fine. Well, I thank you. Thank you. You should just rock it just like that for the wedding. And right? Something yep. something Zeke didn't mention is um, Ashley is the chief curator at the Cody Fires Museum in Wyoming. I am. You want to know why I didn't mention it? I don't know. Because I, I never get it right. <laughs> I always say the wrong it. name. And and at Honcho at the uh, museum. The head honcho. I've said like Buffalo Bill Cody Wild West Gun <laughs> Museum. I've said a combination of all those words. You know, I think I've actually been there. Uh, it's been like, how long has it been in existence? Because I'm thinking like 10 years ago, um, I was okay, there. Okay, so this, the center itself, like the big overarching organization, it's been there for over 100 years. The Firearms Museum, uh, there was a smaller one in the 70s, and then the Cody Firearms Museum was put into place in 1991. So... It was 10 years you came, and it probably looked about the same as it did until we started construction for the renovation. Um, so I just noticed that Nick talk, just took a snapshot. Uh-huh, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get those posts, baby. Send it to me. Send it to me. You guys are the worst. Um, Wait, oh, I forgot. Ash, yeah, her hair. My bad. Oh, we can't. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> we put a good filter on. We'll be fine. I will. Um, I'll put a lot of structure to it. <laughs> you asked about the, the Battle of Little Bighorn. Yeah. That is actually hours away up in Montana. Okay. Uh, the actual battlefield is. And um, a really fascinating site because it's uh, between both the National Park Service and the Indian Reservation. Mm-hmm. I've been to and, it. Yeah, uh, it's awesome. I got a, a really unique opportunity like a year ago on the anniversary of the battle to go out with the uh, real bird family that owns the, the, the kind of whole area. And we went on horseback um, Sweet. and they gave the, the Native American perspective on the battle, which is really fascinating. Very cool. And, and Nick, uh, he was with the 75th Ranger Regiment, 3rd Ranger Battalion, uh, which we've had an, another one of your... Uh, fellow Rangers on the show. Who? Um, he he came out with. A, I'll give you some hints, and you see if you can tell. He he just released a book within the past couple oh, I of months. Yeah, did I, I trained him as a sniper? Yeah, <laughs> Martinez. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had him on the show too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he a little a, something a in common. I was a sniper over there. What's that? I said we got a little something in common there. Yeah, good dude. We we spent some time in uh, Florida together at the Big Three East. We need to get you to come out to that. Oh, that's really, yeah, big three is, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a good time. So we want to talk about Master of Arms now. We want to talk about the, the TV show. And I guess we can talk, we can do spoilers, and we can actually talk about the, the first episode. Zeke, you want to start the line of questioning? Because you're my guest host. Yeah, <clears throat> I know that y'all have been doing these press junkets and had all these interviews where you give the same answer over and over and over again. So we came up with some more, you know, interesting question. Um, so Ashley, Nick, who was the sweatiest on the show? Oh, <laughs> see, not okay. even just like a little bit of sweat. It was yeah. clammy. Yeah, really sweat. It I was figured just spraying off of his forehead on <laughs> everybody else. I used to sweat a- my sweat. <laughs> I have a picture of Zeke with all of the like sweat cloth. You got to post that. His forehead because they were trying to pat him down because he was just too shiny. <laughs> <It's> too shiny. <laughs> they couldn't keep enough makeup for that big head. 
because I was heavenly. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's because I was overweight and I was around a bunch of fires burning the whole time. So I'm fixing that, damn it. I'm down 30 pounds. You are looking good. Looking good. So (laughs) Master of Arms. That was an accident. accident. (laughs) (laughs) So Master of Arms uh, just premiered uh, November 2nd. Hopefully all you leadheads have watched it. Uh, on the Discovery Channel, how many episodes have you guys uh, got scheduled for your first season? Eight. Got eight. Okay. So is it going to be? It's going to be weekly, right? Yes. Okay. Very good. So we got one down. You leadheads have seen it. I want you to send your comments in. Talkinglead at gmail dot com. Let me know what you thought about the show. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was great. I think you guys got a hit on your hands, uh, without a doubt. You liked it? I did. I seriously did. Was it weird? Was it weird seeing your former partner in crime? My buddy, show? seeing one of my buddies on on uh, national TV. Uh, yeah, it was a little little different. Yeah, but uh, you made us proud, buddy. Thank you. You did I still good. hadn't seen it, so I don't know. Have you not well, watched at it? At this point, I have seen it. Have, I think yeah. This is airing on Saturday <laughs> and Sunday. It was great. <laughs> so the leadheads know that we got a little uh, privilege. We got to we got to view it beforehand. Uh, so. I'm sure it's going to look even better once we once we see it Friday. I know, I know it was a little rough cut, but uh, it looked good. So was it cold where you guys were filming in that warehouse? Because Ashley's wearing gloves. <laughs> it was freezing. Oh wait in the in the first episode in episode one, yeah. Well, I was wearing gloves in that because I fired the uh, the axe pistol. Not be- well, I was cold, but it was because I was firing the axe pistol. Uh, <laughs> but um, it was very cold for a long time. It would go between being like freezing to being like a hundred plus degrees. Oh wow! Uh, it was the weirdest thing. There's actually a picture of me laying on our, the couch in our green room. <laughs> I have a blanket on. My hands are up by the heater. And the makeup person is applying my makeup so that I can be close to, <laughs> close enough to the heater because I would just shake because I was so cold. I figured it had to do something with that. Uh, either that or it's a historical piece that you're holding, and I assumed you didn't want to get your you know the hand grease on it and whatnot. But uh, well, every piece that we you know unveil on the show is not from the museum, so the same rules do not apply. You bring a museum gun in, though, and you'll be having some really sexy nitro gloves on. Right. <laughs> so that was going to be one of my questions. Where do the the models come from, the, the weapons that you guys have on the show? Trent made the crossbow. Okay. We can't talk about did that make, one yet. But did he make the, the one that you guys un- unveiled? Did he make that one? Yeah. I think oh, so. I thought, okay, yeah, yeah. And we can talk good. about that. We can talk about that because it's in the promos. The Boom. crossbow is? Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah, you did. Wow, man. So that's in an upcoming episode with the crossbow. There's a great video that Nick has of me trying to shoot that crossbow, and I've got um, a pinched nerve in my elbow, and so my my wrist is really screwed up right now, and I've got, I'm very weak. I've had many surgeries, and so every time I went to actually fire it, I would jostle it just enough that the bolt would just go and fall on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what's that sound oh, effect again boop. Boop, boop yeah boop. that's the noise it makes uh that's a historical fact yeah Whoa. so yeah. are are the episodes released in the order that you film them no no okay i, I kind of figured that would that would be the case so the first episode episode one which all the lead heads have seen now which we're going to talk about a little bit uh is that was the, the first one we filmed though the battle yeah. axe 
That yeah. was in order. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so that was in order. Okay. Well, cool. So that was the battle axe, um, and then you went on to progress to the flintlock axe pistol, which was badass. And I kind of had a, a psychic moment um, when I interviewed Zeke the first time, and we were given oh, spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> I had posted a picture of a historical gun. Um, it was actually the flintlock axe pistol is the picture that I posted with my promotional. I did not tell him, I swear. <laughs> I, like, he said, here's the thumbnail for the, the show, and I looked at it, I was like, dude, <laughs> how did you... <laughs> So, um, how do you guys go about picking the firearms or the weapons uh, for each episode? How's that done? Well, a lot of the, with the first season, you know, the, the production company was getting the first season together while still trying to cast us. And so, a lot of the challenges were done by research from them. And I know from uh, my experience, I know people would ask questions of me um, and Trent as well for how long would it take something, you know, to make something like this. And so, we had, we gave feedback, especially as we were adjusting the, the challenges throughout the season. But a lot of the major things, uh, the, the production, and crew did an amazing job tracking down these random obscure weapons throughout history. And so I, I think we uh, kind of hit the jackpot with the crew. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that was the perfect pick uh, for your, your premiere episode. It was really good. So how do, how do you get the contestants? How do you go about picking the contestants for the show? All behind the scenes. Yeah. That's yeah. Beyond, I think our pay rate at that point. <laughs> so that goes beyond you guys. Is there like we, an audition we process? Give, we we gave some input and they had been researching a lot of people. The yeah. the the process they had to vet them, you know, they had to do a background check. We had to make sure everybody was safe. Uh, um, you know, I think they even did like a psyche val, which is Dude, good. I had to do a psyche val. Yeah. Yeah, so we had to do the, smart. the psyche vows, which is a good thing. Um, then uh, we vetted them professionally. You know, where did they work? How long have they been doing it? Let's show, send us some images of your work. And um, they put together a really good cast this season. I don't think we had one episode where it was like, hmm. <laughs> they, they don't belong they in the show kind of thing. Yeah. So your <laughs> contestants this, uh, this episode, episode one, you had Dustin Rhodes. Uh, uh -huh. Any relation to Dusty Rose, the American Dream? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'll tell you this. This is this is why I was so excited about this interview because we can kind of say anything. It's not as you know feels as scripted. But when we walked out on set and Dustin was standing there, he had this look on his face like he was going to kill all three of us immediately. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh God, he wins. He, he automatically wins. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. He wins. <laughs> On, Dustin was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, on film, he he definitely had the uh, the most outgoing uh, personality, I would say. So you saw the first episode with Dustin? Yeah, yeah. Did he pee in a cup on the episode? They alluded to it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. For the record, I found out like on a phone call with these guys that that even happened. Like I had no idea, <laughs> and that was like a month ago. Well, thank God he didn't do it in front of you. So at least he's got some tact. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I, I want to know why you weren't in the the uh, gunsmith blacksmith room, uh, Nick. The gunsmith blacksmith where room. they were where they were doing all the work making the weapons. Oh, in. the armory, the armory. Just, Thank you. I live out on that range, so <laughs> they come out. To, I just train all day. That's the part that they don't show you guys. Like they have to put you know the contestants on there, but what I'm doing is you know for hours and hours. You know, I have my, you know, rucksack out there. I sleep out there. I train out there. 
So when they bring the weapons out, I'm ready to, you know. You're jazzed uh, up, ready to go. Oh, yeah. They meet me. Yeah, they meet me. I don't ever, I I stay out there. Yeah, they come to you. They bring the show to Nick. That's my range. That's my range. That's my battleground. I took him breakfast one morning, and he was doing push-ups. And then I went back after lunch, and he was still on the same set of (laughs) push-ups. Constant push-ups all day long. That's all he does. Thousand an hour, right? But when you see the show, you'll see it pays off. And you also see that I don't do push-ups very much. <laughs> well, like you said, you're getting in shape. I think you've inspired him, Nick, so that's a good thing. Yeah. No joke. Zeke, you you do look uh, – when I saw you uh, last, what, two weeks ago? Two weeks ago? ago, yeah. Oh, dude. I mean, like, you glowed. You had a glow. <laughs> you look good. I see you found your cup. I found my cup. Where's you, Where's this cup at? The uh, Letty. It's in the truck. Okay. All right. You you need to carry around your evil black assault mug, the the talking letty. Um, <laughs> the other contestants we had Eric Vaughn, and I'm going to screw this up. Ash Vega. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I, we we didn't try that one on the show. I think we said Ashweg. I think we said Ashwege. Well, he pronounces it on the the trailer that I saw. Ash Vega. Ash Wedge. A- Ash Vega is <laughs> is is how he says it. So. I'm just going with how he, he pronounced it. He wouldn't be insulted if I said ass witch. He would actually probably think it was funny. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of ass references on the show. We'll get to that. But uh, there is. And then you had Shrek. Is this his real name? Shrek. 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 Shrek Gad. Yep. And he's a cool guy. Uh, former Army Special Forces. Uh, yeah, he seemed like a really cool. I mean, I got to say, I liked his the best at all of them. Shrek was SF. That's what it says on his uh, his thing. Did they get it wrong? Well, uh, no, he did. We didn't know. I know. Yeah, they they actually tried to they they kept us pretty much out of the you know the loop on the backgrounds of these people so that we could come in kind stay of impartial. Now, we, we may have Facebook stalked them like a bunch, <laughs> um, but yeah, the, that one thing was that we really didn't know um, their backgrounds until we talked to them because we talked to every contestant after they were either eliminated or they won. Um, and we got to know them a little bit that way. And we've since gotten to know a lot of them, but yeah, we purposefully tried to stay ignorant to a lot of their backgrounds. Okay. That makes sense. So you, so you can stay impartial in the, the judging process. Cause as soon as Nick heard army, he would have been like, ah, oh, sure. wins. This guy gets it. Right. <laughs> Well, I got to say, I liked his axe the best. I thought, I thought he had, even though it wasn't the sharpest, as as you're saying, uh, I, I liked it. I thought it was cool. That like handle was a beast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the first round, the three of them go at it. They're building the battle axe, and uh, each one's got their own idea of the battle axe. So you guys lay out a list of criteria that they've got to try to meet or exceed, I guess. Some of them tried to go above and beyond, which to their detriment, I think, um, didn't work out on some of them. But uh, So talk about how the process works, how, how the show works, how the competition works. I think Zeke's texting. Yeah, that's Zeke. No, I'm playing with a straight right oh. <laughs> And as everybody knows, Zeke is ADD bad. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, so the process goes, they, we walk out on stage, Ashley, Trent, and myself, and, you know, we say, welcome to the armory. We tell them, this is the first build you're going to be building. Ashley goes into the historical significance of it, handed off to Trent. Trent says, this is what it's going to take to build this. 
then we go up on the catwalk and we watch them for four to six hours. I was going to ask because they, they've got certain amount of time to do that. Do you guys stay on that catwalk the entire time? Yes, they do. Yes. You do not. The whole time yes, they, we do. That is, that is no joke. Like sitting, I was, I had a chance to see from behind the scenes, but those guys stood the entire time. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> and it got hot. Well, I, I'm going to be more honest. Um, Thank you, Ashley. <laughs> so, so it really depended on what the challenge was. So some of the challenges are so small, like and technical that you really, it's up on that catwalk that you can see a lot. But then you also can't see a lot of the minutia of what they're doing. And so a lot of the times we would actually come down and go into the control room where you can see because there's a camera on every person. And so we actually were able to see more sometimes when we were down in the control room watching things happen uh, because it's just, you know, there are some challenges that it's like, and I didn't have my glasses on like ever, but I never do. <laughs> and so I'd be like, yeah, it looks like they're doing something cool over there. Um, so, so we would kind of bounce back and forth between sitting down and then going sure. up and, and, and standing on the catwalk. Was I get tired? So yeah, I don't think anybody expected that you guys would stand there for four to seven hours or four I days. You, I don't know if you noticed <laughs> it, but I was wearing high heels in every single episode. So, uh, so you're really <laughs> like three feet tall. For, what's that? I said. So you're really like three feet tall then. <laughs> With heels, I'm three feet. Yeah. Next to Zeke, I mean, you look like you're yeah. There was a lot of time. There was a lot of times where you know Ashley would be like, "Oh, what kind of hammer is that they're using on the equipment?" And we're like, "That's a Phillips screwdriver." (laughs) Oh, I'm just kidding. It's not that bad, was it, Ashley? (laughs) No, Uh, it's not bad. Speaking of, we would be hmm? up there for hour, hour and a half, a lot. You know, like a lot of the times, especially something was like really seriously going on. Um, So we were still up there for long chunks of time. And then, you know, like I said, come down to the control room and see it zoomed in so you can actually see what people are working on and their attitudes about it. They mess with us sometimes. Yeah. Well, I noticed they that things up at us. Um, in the first episode, Trenton actually goes down and he's interacting and talking and, you know, asking asking him some things with that, that big feather hat that he's got on. We uh, called that the Trent Trot. Did it? <laughs> did yeah, it? Yeah. With all the fire and everything going on down there, did it ever get singed? <laughs> actually, I think it did. Did it catch Didn't he fire? say one of the feathers, like... Like somebody that, caught it or something. I don't know. I don't know. We watched it that one time. We were like, uh, uh. <laughs> Y'all were placing <laughs> bets on whether it would catch fire, weren't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, one time we had a picnic, Zeke and I, up there by ourselves. It was really lovely. We did. We sat down. We <laughs> roasted marshmallows. Swinging our feet on the catwalk. and It was cute. Yeah. No, but even even when we did take breaks and we went back for water, like Ashley said, we, we were watching them the whole time, whether it was on – you know, a, a screen or up on the catwalk. So we had to make sure and see the crazy stuff they did or the awesome stuff they did. Or now I've covered our legal. <laughs> <laughs> so where was, where was this filmed? Can you guys talk about that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I said it in a bunch of interviews. So. All right. <laughs> um, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Oh, Actually, Pitt- that's a lie. We were in Bath, Pennsylvania. Bath. Which is right next to Bethlehem. <laughs> So the big warehouse that you guys have, um, I guess you call it your armory. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that what's called the armory? Yep. So is that where you guys go every episode? Is that where it's filmed every episode? Yes. yes. Unless we went out to the range where Nick would get mad because we were interrupting his workout. Yeah. Hey, give me your gun. <laughs> <laughs> give me this thing. I'm ready to go, man. I can tell though because 
you were like into it when you were testing them. So once the final the final round comes and they get the you know, the final the final weapon that they're going to test, Nick gets it and just gives it hell. And you can tell you're jazzed about it, man, because it's like you're you're being timed or something. <laughs> I don't think I jazzed. I was jazzed up. No, I don't think I was jazzed. Up. It was a little bit uh on the demonic side. No, it was a good time. Um, I got a chance to. To go back and, oh uh, yeah, I got a chance to go back and you know relive a life that you know I lived a few years ago, uh, a life that I try to forget. But it's always cool to go back and turn on a switch and you know no one actually gets hurt. So I got a chance to you know hit some swinging pigs and shoot guns and no one's shooting back and no one's gonna chop my head off. So I had a good time. I had so a good time. Do you get yeah. to choose the the obstacles that you're doing or the the, the test subjects? No, that was all. That was all production. They did a, uh, an amazing job when it came to that. That's something I couldn't. You know, uh, I think my obstacle course would have looked a little bit different, like the basic training portion, and it would have probably been resembling of like the Air Force. No offense to the Air Force, <laughs> <laughs> Zeke. No, but uh, hey, no. you would have loved getting massages as big as right. We could have massaged patties before we shot them. Could have gave the little pig massages, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I didn't get a chance to choose anything. It was uh, an experience to go through. I think that they did an amazing job, and they pushed the you know had a chance to push the weapons to you know their limit or how it would perform yeah. on a battle. On yeah. season two, I I just recommend that they bring you into the and consult on the obstacles next time. Just saying, uh, I'm going to be busy doing push-ups and sit-ups. I probably would have moved <laughs> on to sit-ups at that time, so I don't I don't know if I have time for that. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm just trying so, to get, trying to get your input on the show, man. I think it would be giving a whole other level. I'm a ranger. I just like to mess stuff up. That was our whole mission. Whole job, <laughs> entire job set was go to this small little grid square and level it. So, so like you saw, he gets pretty intense when he tests it. He does. And and to give you a little behind the scenes uh, secret. The first day he did it, he was like, okay, I got to get in the mindset, guys. And he starts doing this little breathing thing, and we all took like a couple steps back. And then Nick walks up to me and goes, hit me. And I was like, all right. And I just kind of smacked him. He goes, no, come on, hit me harder. So I smacked him a little harder. And he was like, no, like really hurt me. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and so like I, I would just weigh Zeke, him. And, and Zeke, and, uh, how, how much did you weigh? Uh, you were like three. I was like 310, 315 when we were filming that's the a, That's a professional linebacker size. That's, <laughs> yeah. You know? That's a professional WWF <laughs> wrestler. Yeah. And, but the, I always knew when I hit him hard enough because he would get this look and then kind of <laughs> glance at me like he was about to hit me, but then redirect his rage towards the court. <laughs> I was like, okay. He's good now, and then I'd run and hide behind something. <laughs> no, Zeke's a good motivator. He's got those bear paws, man. I'm telling you, that's like getting slapped by a bear. Right? You're lucky you still got your head. So, um, <laughs> when the contestants are are doing the um, uh, the builds, I know there's a bunch of material and things there in the the armory. Uh, on this first one, we're talking about the battle axe. Did they have an opportunity to pick? different kinds of metals or is this like, all right, everybody uses the same metal. Everybody uses the same wood kind of thing. So when I, when I tell them everything you need to complete this build is here in the armory, I don't know if they showed, you know, in the background, the racks of wood and metal and everything. That's not just for show. It's not just, you know, set decoration. There's different kinds of metals. There's, mm -hmm. 
really, really poor metals. And there's a couple of episodes where you're going to see somebody make a poor decision on their metal. <laughs> that's great. I love that. There's, same thing with wood. There's some wood that's harder than others, and you may see somebody make the wrong decision on that. And uh, so, yeah, they, they, they got to choose. We didn't say, here's a kit, build it. It's like, no, there's a pile of junk. Go make something. Cool. <laughs> Have at. Yeah. So um, with with that first, the battle axe, uh, you know, we're talking about Nick gets to, to test the final product. The intermittent one, Zeke, on this one, the battle axe, once they do their battle axe build, you actually get a little hands-on. Mm-hmm. I did. Hands-on got axe. Swing it. <laughs> got, got my hands on their axe and swung it. To, to quote Zeke, it's got, you've got one hour until I get my hands on these axes. <laughs> There's the ass reference I'm talking about. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got my hands on their axes and it, I he looked uh, swung them at some wood. <laughs> So, uh, talk about that experience, Zeke. It was fun. It was a little nerve-wracking at first because none of us knew how it was going to go until that first day. And then we got in there and we started seeing it. And I asked them, I was like, "Is how you know? What do I need to do? What is certain place I need to hit it?" And they're like, "Okay, see that spot right there? Hit it as hard as you can." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I didn't know what was going to happen when I hit the metal. Was it going to bounce off the metal and come back at me or anything? But uh, but they had it They had it planned out really well. So um, I was going to ask how, you know, how many weeks beforehand did you practice chopping wood and splitting wood uh, before zero. you did <laughs> They give you no I notice? Grew, I grew up splitting wood in my backyard, <laughs> dadgummit. <laughs> you can tell us he chops, he's chopped some wood down before. I have chopped some wood down before. <laughs> couple, oh, yeah, chopped a tell. couple of trees. Yeah, yep. so... Yep. I was gonna, I was gonna critique your your form, but that's okay. I mean, oh, I'll go for it. No, I can take it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Hey, it was good baseball form, though. I had my, my had my palms up as I was swinging. You, you, know, you did cool. step into it, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Kept your wrist locked. And you did good. You did. Real did good. it look cool in slow mo? That's all I want to know. Everything in slow mo looked good. The the chops, Ooh. the bullets going through the the glass, hitting the the balloon. Uh, nice. Yeah. The hitting the pigs. You know, you could yeah, really, yeah. you could really see that. I didn't, yeah. get it, I didn't get it. Yeah, that that felt pretty good. That felt good. Yeah. Felt, so, Ashley, well, how come you don't get any cool slow mo action? Like What's that? that? What? Oh, let Nate Figginson. I'll ask. Oh, oh no! When you were saying the bullets going through the glass, I saw that in real time. I can only imagine what it looked like going slow mo. So I can't believe you guys haven't seen this yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At this point in time. I mean, yeah. I, 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 we did see it. <laughs> <This is laughs> we after. did see it. Okay. <laughs> oh, there's there's no preconceived notions with talking lead. We didn't see it yet. <laughs> we're we're recording this on Thursday. I, yeah. I've seen. Um, I haven't what? seen the final. You knew that. <laughs> I um, know. I was in New York. Uh, had some meetings at the Met, and our production company's out of there. So uh, when I was there this summer, I saw the version that went to the focus group. So um, I'm sure it's changed. A bunch, but I saw a rough, a rough of it, and it was pretty cool. Well, the one they're giving to the media, it's it's a rough cut. It's not the final edit, so it's going to okay. be a lot well, more we, polished. We may have seen the same one. We may have. We, did, we may did they have. leave Actually, me? We, we fast forwarded through a bunch of it, so because we were because we didn't have a lot of time, so I haven't seen like I've saw, I saw most of it, but there were parts that we moved. Did through. they leave in my visit to the 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 workshop when they're working for the three days? That might have been when we fast forwarded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, 
Because I was going to ask, you know, you guys whether uh, while there's the the beginning where they're doing the acts and they've got however many hours, um, there's a visit down there. You guys go down and interact. But for the, like the four day build, there's no interaction. I was like, what? Do you guys no, just take what? a vacation? <laughs> no. No, actually, what we would do, we would get through that first half of the, each episode and we'd send them for the four days. Then we'd start another episode. So while they're in there for four days, we're doing one or two or three other episodes first half. And right. then we would rotate them through. So that's kind of how that worked out. But my question to Ashley was, I mean, these two guys get some some awesome slow-mo time. How come you don't get any, any slow-mo time? My boobs aren't big enough. <laughs> she got there. She you had plenty it. of slow mo time. What you don't realize is she was really, really fast walking out there. They had to slow mo her walking out to even. Uh, up with she's her. like a marsupial. She's so fast. <laughs> well, no, there is actually there is one there's one um, scene because you Trent and I are in the background during the testing. And there's one scene that I don't know if you'll be able to see it in the actual episode, but Zeke's got a great video and he, and I don't want to give anything away, but he's testing out one of the weapons and he does something super badass. And my face in slow-mo goes from being like resting bitch face unimpressed to just like my <laughs> jaw was like, <laughs> <laughs> and if, if that gets cut out, it will end up on Instagram. Cause I oh, have yeah. that video. <laughs> Is that on a later episode or is that this episode? No, that's a later episode. It's a later that's episode. Something to look forward it, to. It's a moment where when it happens, part of me wanted to like go, and then the other part of oh. me was like, oh my God, did I do that? Oh. <laughs> well, yeah. well, then the third part should have been like, be cool. Act like you've been there before. Be cool. Yeah, be I've cool. done this. Cool do end. this Do this every weekend. <laughs> yeah. So these... Why I sound like this? I don't know. What? <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> So like Ashley said earlier, I mean, these are some, some awesome weapons that are being being made on this show. What happens at the end of the show with the weapons? What, what happens you, to them? Do they go to the museum? That? Um, I, that has actually been a topic of conversation, especially if there's a season two, but not for not, we, we came in too late in the game for season one, but I'm definitely angling for that for season two. Yeah. Well, if we have or, a season two. Let me just be super confident. Yes, season we two. We will. Uh, yeah. Maybe by the time this airs, we've already got it ordered. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if it happens all that fast. But <laughs> yeah, I don't think the ratings come in till Monday. So they come in that quick. Yeah, they'll come in that quick, won't they? Yeah. RZ, are you saying the weapons after we get done testing them? Like once the show's yeah. over, happens? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, if you want to handle it, go for it. Oh, they just no, they get thrown away, right? Thrown away. <laughs> to... <laughs> we don't just throw them in the just dumpster. Throw them in the dumpster. <laughs> yeah, they get we have to destroy them. Yeah, yeah. they the, get thrown back for... in the forge, huh? Yeah, it's it's got a. That's I mean, a shame. Gotta, it, right? it, there's some amazing things, but I mean, you really got to cover your ass when it comes to stuff like this. You know, if if they end up in the wrong hands, some weird reason, you don't want any liability falling on your your company. Your yeah, show, but if you, and, but if they turn it over to a museum like like yeah, exactly. You know, that would be phenomenal, I and mean, you could set up your yeah. own little master of arms section in the. Oh, you know. yeah. oh, don't worry. I, I'm already, I'm already there. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm Way ahead of me. To work on it, because um, yeah, I mean, it would be like one season. It's like, look at this great show, and then if we don't get picked up for a second season, it'd be like, look at this show that was on TV. <laughs> Which would make it even more rare, right? <laughs> no. Exactly. No, but there's going to like, be a no second season. Jane Flails ended up in anybody's backpack or anything. <laughs> Just kidding. Wow, I, 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 I bought I bought this. Oh yeah, 
you're not showing the video. So to the audience at home, I'm holding up this multiple ball and chain foil because in my uh, my audition process, they wanted me to get a bunch of ob weapons and walk around a location picking them up and handling them. So I bought the off Amazon. They're cheap. You don't want to use them for anything. What do they run off Amazon? Huh? <laughs> What's the price on Amazon for one of those things? That was like twenty bucks. <laughs> do they work? Like you could? They work? You're gonna get what you pay for. Fight, but yeah, it probably hurt somebody pretty. Oh, much. you wouldn't use it in a fight. Never mind. Never mind. Well, I mean, <laughs> Nick's gonna go get him one there's, now. There's, there's four balls, and I'm sitting here handling four balls. I'm like, Zeke, why Zeke's fondling four like balls one. now. <laughs> All four of those. That four balls. Fun. It looks like they've got herpes on them. So. <laughs> okay. Some, some spiky ass herpes. <laughs> so, so you guys got to help me keep Zeke focused. Zeke, as Sorry. the co-host, do you have do you have more questions for for I our do, guest? I do. Um, who is stronger, Zeke or Nick? Zeke. Okay. And who is, is that? Odor wise or physical sheer body wise? Mass. Sheer, sheer body mass. And who is stronger, uh, Zeke or Ashley? Ashley. Yeah, I'd agree. Ashley. Um, hey, didn't you pick Zeke up though at one point? He did. You did yeah. pick me. Yeah. I did. I did. Yeah, I did. Because I, you were riding around on my back and you're like, let me see if I can pick you oh, up. Oh, and you cradled me. That is correct. That's yeah. Right. Yep. <laughs> yep. And yep. you cradled me. <laughs> I hope you've got pictures really of all good. that. Yeah. Mind, I have lots of pictures of, that, of a lot of that. <laughs> I have a good picture of Ashley eating lunch one day. Um, <laughs> Y'all do a lot of eating on the show. <laughs> oh. Speaking of eating, how was the catering and the craft services? It was phenomenal. It was good. It was good. Yeah, that was. Oh, it was so good. But that would lead to the next que- the, uh, a question of who was the gassiest on set. Zeke. Uh, Negative. No? Negative. Trenton. No. Ashley. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so a little backstory. I learned after no the pun show intended. that I am lactose intolerant, <laughs> and uh, milkshakes Rot-ro. may have been had on the set from time to time. Uh, well, I was in denial of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so milkshake from the milkshake day, well, everybody was equally gassy. But, but I think the greatest moment of that day, though, was when I farted like on set. But I'm so short that it took like several seconds to reach Zeke's nose, and when it did. Oh man! <laughs> I hope they got that. You footage. did a backflip like, off the <laughs> catwalk. Now you got to be uh, careful with that when you're down around the forges, you know. Yeah, that exactly. could be I was, dangerous. I was the other direction, we were fine. Speaking of so, speaking of that, are there going to be any flamethrowers on the show? Not Maybe season one. Uh-huh. Hmm. But anything is possible. Hmm. We we're all the weapons. Hashtag like all the weapons. That. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> Hashtag all the weapons. I like that. That's, that's um, good. So we used to ask this question when I was on Talking Lead, and I'm going to ask it of two of you. What is your favorite gun-related movie, Ashley? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, God. No, Nick, go first. Nick, go first, because I, I want to think. I, I think uh, Heat. 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 Boom. Good one. That's in the top ten of our most answered. Yeah. And you have... And you officially gave Ashley no time to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's Serenity. Nice. Serenity. Nice. <laughs> oh, Serenity's a good one, but now she makes me question. I didn't know you're <laughs> a brown though. coat. Oh, I am a brown coat. It was in my fun facts. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So uh, that was uh, Joe Moe answered that um, yep. Serenity. Was his. Oh, really? 
Yeah. Well, the reason I like it is so like um, I do some work sometimes with independent studio services, Prop House, and you can go and they have some of the the guns from Serenity, and um, I think they only have the guns from Serenity. I don't think they have the props from Firefly, but um, the is that Larry Zanoff? that Zoe has is yeah. the same is, is based off of Steve McQueen's character from Wanted Dead or Alive. And so I think it's perfect because it's one of those things where it's like, this is like the perfect fusion of like sci-fi and Western. I mean, they have a freaking brothel shootout. Like that's fantastic. <laughs> that's cool. Firefly, not so but, um, and so I think it's really cool that they have like taken some of the, like, I think, uh, I think, uh, uh, like a Taurus that's been modified. I've, it's been a long time since I've seen it in person, but so like you get these like weird fusion weapons and then you right. randomly get a mare's leg. That's a total Western icon gun. And so it's cool. Yes. That is cool. So now, do y'all know what Zeke's favorite gun related movie is? Anything with the high point in it. Uh, <laughs> Good uh, answer. Deadpool, Deadpool. Deadpool. Nice. Deadpool. Ashley nailed oh. it. You know what I was going to say, Zeke? This, the movie that we went to go see when we were all down there together. Oh, um, Super Troopers, Super Troopers. That is so crazy. So you know Larry, Ashley. Larry Zanoff? I love Larry. Yeah. So Larry and I took a, uh, a training course down in Florida together, um, IDF training, Israeli Defense Forces, uh, yep. together. He and I were roommates. I got to know Larry pretty good. He's a good. He's a great guy. Yeah, I know Larry, Carl, and Greg. Um, but I always make time in California. I go bug them. Um, Larry, let me Why shoot the, the grease gun. Right? We were out. They were out doing um, shots for because I'm also on Gun Stories on the Outdoor Channel with Joe Montana. There's my plug. Um, but they were doing a bunch of filming with the guns, and I was in town, so I, he let me shoot the grease gun, which is pretty neat. Very cool. So uh, I know we got to wrap this up. Give me the, the highlights. Uh, your favorite highlights of doing Master of Arms. We'll start with Ashley. Nice. Hi, let's go, for, go first. Um, highlights of doing Master of Arms. Um, honestly, it, it really goes to, to the craftsmen. Um, we got to talk to them uh, after, you know, they, they kind of keep us sequestered away from them until, you know, they're either eliminated or they win. And just hearing their stories. And we, a lot of us have gotten really close with, with the craftspeople since the show. But then the other thing that I think is really cool, um, you know, a lot of times when you see on competition shows, there's so much drama and, you know, fighting. And yeah, I mean, there's going to be obviously a competitive spirit. A lot of the craftsmen, especially the, the, the people that had to spend four days together, a lot of them are like lifelong friends now. Yeah. Like they became yeah. like so. I was going to. And they're. Gonna ask during the competition, and I, I'm, I didn't see that they showed it any on this first episode. But do they help one another? Do they give tips? And because mm-hmm. that one guy had no idea how to use some of the machinery, and um, yeah, no, Eric. they do. They do. They do give tips in some of the episodes, especially when you see a lot of the That's like cool. kind of younger craftsmen, you know, older craftsmen, or when someone really gets in out of their element. There is some of that that happens, or I heard that happen because I didn't really watch this. Yeah, four days transpire, but yeah, I mean, it was crazy. There's, there's uh, two people in particular that I'm not going to say that I, uh, I'm thinking about, and they're like besties, and it's the coolest <laughs> thing on the planet. <laughs> nice, Nick. Yeah, I wouldn't have to just say the same thing. Watching the, um, like shooting the weapons and testing them out, that was cool. But seeing the, I had a chance to see on the big screen, so that's what I would be doing instead of being out in the range doing push-ups. I got a chance to. <laughs> Stay and be in the control room for, you know, as long as Zeke and Ashley were there nine times out of 10, if I wasn't like at a range or something like that, I would watch in and watch, you know, uh, the entire creation of, of some of these weapons be put into or before I got my hands on them. So I think that was one of the coolest things. And uh, the little, uh, I guess, personal 
notes or personal touches they would put on their uh, some of the weapons was, you know, the, the story behind that was, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's how legends and, you know, uh, history is made. Just little small little pieces of stories of personal input on a weapon has a more, uh, I guess, satisfaction or more mm-hmm. of a importance than the actual weapon itself. The the influence behind it, those little personal touches. Yeah. So, yeah, getting a chance to know that, see that. Cool. Zeke? Um, I've had, you know, a few different answers for all of our interviews, and they were very professional, like Nick and Ashley just gave. But I'm not going to give a professional answer on this show. <laughs> I liked it when we got the... I, li- <laughs> I like that we got the cops called on us. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I texted Nick or not Nick, I texted Zeke this morning because yeah. the, lo- the the Lehigh Valley paper wrote about it. Yeah, and oh, Nick nice. Nick posted it on Instagram. Uh, it's not a show where- until the cops get called. Yeah. Right? So so as you know, you know, muzzle loaders the the velocity of that 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 projectile is not very fast so we had to get the low velocity tannerite and we had a tannerite explosion well we had it behind a pie plate and there was a lot in there a lot more than we thought was going to be in there a lot yeah and nick lines up his long rifle and he's ready and we're all just smiling <laughs> Boom! <laughs> like an so iraq veteran load <laughs> yeah it was it was completely safe we were far enough away i wasn't worried about that but it was loud next thing you know we got the cops pulling up awesome. so uh what's going on here of course we notified them ahead we took all the right precautions so so they knew i think more they came out because it gave them an excuse to come see what we were doing on yeah. set so yeah but they were really cool. They they actually stayed for that whole day. I hope they yeah. edit that into that episode because that would be cool. That would be awesome. That would be <laughs> yeah. really funny. <laughs> I would love to see that. So, Leadheads, make sure that you tune in to the Discovery Channel. Um, is it every Friday night is when you guys going to have it? Every Friday night at 9 Central, 10 Eastern. 9 Central, and 10 also, Eastern. Ashley, didn't you find out it's 10 uh, Pacific, too? Um, it's well, so the press release says 10 Eastern and Pacific, but I'm in Arizona right now and it's on at seven. So I would uh, say okay. check your local listing. That's right. Good I'm answer. <laughs> but it's on the Discovery Channel. <laughs> yes, the Discovery Channel. Yep. And I've got one final question for uh, the two of you. What is the airspeed velocity of a swallow? Of a what? Swallow. Swallowing what liquid? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What swallow? Are we swallowing something? Or yeah, right. Has nobody gonna... seen Monty Python? Oh my god! <laughs> the bird. Like Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Nick and I took it right? to a weird place in our head. Right? I'm like, <laughs> like really went crazy. I was just trying to get a Monty Python reference out of you. No, y'all went okay. All right, next season's gonna be a little weird. <laughs> So real quick, give give your social medias, your websites, your personal, um, Ashley. Okay, so two different uh, that you can follow. Uh, we've got the Cody Firearms Museum on Instagram, Twitter. We have a Reddit account, which gets weird, and Facebook. And then my <laughs> accounts, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And I'm um, Ashley Lebinsky, if you can figure out how to spell that, uh, <laughs> on all of those. H-L-E-B-I-N-S-K-Y? Correct, sir. Shoot. Um, off the top. Look at me go. Uh, Look at you. Nick. Yeah, official Reaper33 on Instagram. Nicholas Irving on Facebook and Twitter, I believe. And uh, other than that, or is it Irving.Nicholas on Twitter? It doesn't matter. Type it up Nicholas Irving. Push. Find it. <laughs> Talk about your book real quick. Where can people get your book? Worldwide. 
and a few different languages if you read different languages too so yeah it's like title three of uh the reaper uh reaper ghost target way of the reaper and next year reaper threat zero and we just got picked up for a few more installments so a lot of that going nice. on maybe a movie maybe a movie coming huh hey 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 i don't know I hey don't i think know. i'd be a great character <laughs> in your movie so just keep that in mind now that you now that you mention it hey if it does come about i see that rifle in the back you got there and that uh little logo or emblem right above that was that jsoc socom socom yeah baby so yeah you're in you're in that boy i'm playing vic harwood Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> Read the books, right? That accent that you had earlier, Zeke, you could probably pull off Vic. <laughs> Vic Harwood? Yeah, the accent that you had. Like, why am I talking in this accent? What was I doing? I don't even remember what it was. So, we, oh. so we'll have you two guys on. We'll talk about your book Something. in another episode. How about that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's yeah, do yeah. that. Zeke? My social media is uh, everything Zeke underscore stout. Except for Facebook, they won't let me change it to that. It's official Zeke on Facebook. Um, and a call to action to all the leadheads. Nick, it doesn't matter. He's like super popular on Instagram. But I, I think me and Ashley are getting throttled back as our followers because we've had like 1.2 million people being shared to and we've gotten like three followers. Yeah. Same thing I, happens okay, with talking lead. Yeah, maybe like send it all their way. Yeah, I put, yeah. I put my Halloween costume on last night, so I'm gonna get plenty. What nice. were you? Padme. Ah, okay. Yeah, Padme Star Wars. after her stuff gets ripped. Yeah, Star yeah. Wars fan. Very oh, good. Oh. <laughs> Very good. Did you dress up? Did I know you got kids, Zeke? Real quick, Halloween. What did? Uh, what were your kids? Uh, my daughter was Dorothy, and my son, oh god, was a Fortnite skull trooper. No, everything is Fortnite. Okay. <laughs> Wait, Le- Lexi was the chick from Fortnite. I know nothing about Fortnite, but Lexi was a Fortnite character. I want to make enough money to buy Fortnite, which is like impossible, and then burn Fortnite to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> this is buy the whole franchise. Yeah, it's a, a bazillion dollars right now. Nick, yeah. what about you? Did you do anything for Halloween? I uh, stayed at home and did some uh, witchcraft. No, I didn't do anything much, really. Uh, I, don't, I don't really... Handed out candy? That's all I did. I did watch... Uh, some Netflix, yeah. Okay, Good Netflix, and YouTube. Very cool. The new Daredevil is out. Uh, great, great season on Daredevil. But Leadheads, make sure you go to Discovery Channel, watch Master of Arms every Friday, and go to Nick's, Ashley, Zeke, Trenton. I'm sure he's got uh, social medias too. Wish he could have been on. We forget it. It doesn't matter. Go to their pages. <laughs> go to their pages. Let them know you're Leadheads. Let them know uh, you like the show. And uh, hopefully we'll have you guys on again. Maybe we could do like a weekly after show kind of thing with you guys. Cool. Uh, would love to do that. So tune in, guys. Uh, we'll be back with more of the Talking Lead podcast. And Zeke, you wanted a monumental episode. This is 270. This is Talking Lead episode 270. Nice. As in the round. Every episode I've gone back for, except for one, has been like some cool, like the 200th episode or something like that. Hey, Zeke, which episode two? Uh oh. Hey Nice. Hey. <laughs> All right, guys. So Master of Arms on Discovery Channel. Make sure you guys go and check that out. Every Friday, I believe it's nine central, but again, check your local listings. Uh the times vary. Uh, make sure you go and you show Zeke Ashley. Nick some love. Go to their social media pages. Go to their Facebook pages. 
Uh, go to Discovery Channel. Let them know what you think about the show. Um, there's a, a thread going now, I think, on one of their posts on Facebook. Uh, there's some people that uh, being pretty harsh, so we need the Leadhead Brigade to jump in there and take care of some of those trolls that are uh, trolling the Master of Arms Facebook page. But as we recorded that, it was Thursday. The show hadn't released yet, and they swore up and down they hadn't seen it yet. Uh, but I did get to see that little junket version, the media junket version of, of the show, uh, which there was a few different things on it, but for the most part, it was pretty pretty right on, pretty spot on. Uh, but yeah, I enjoyed the show, so uh, couldn't rec- can't recommend it enough for you guys. Uh, we we did get a chance to watch it Friday. Um, we had alluded to the fact that we were going to do a viewing party. Zeke was putting together a, view, a viewing party at uh, one of our friends' restaurants there in Nashville, and uh, it was a good turnout. Rob Pincus was there, Hickok Forty Five, uh, John Hickok, Ten Outdoors Nine. If you guys remember Tommy, uh, he was there. Uh, it was great seeing Tommy again. Uh, we're actually going to try to get him on the show coming up. Uh, he's a wealth of knowledge. You know, we were talking ballistics in our last AK corner or a couple of AK corners ago, and uh, he is he is a savant when it comes to ballistic information and data. So we had a really good time there, and uh, yeah, it was good seeing everybody. And it was really good to see one of our fellow leadheads doing great things uh, and being featured on the Discovery Channel. So, uh, yeah, make sure you guys go and, and show them the leadhead brigade love. And speaking of showing love, make sure you guys go to all our sponsors. Without them, this show would not be possible. Ride on Optics. You can go to Ride on Optics or you can go to RideOnUSA.com. Both of those links will take you to their website. And you can check out their full line of scopes and red dots and accessories that you need for your scopes. They've got them there at rightonoptics.com. Modern Spartan Systems. Don't just clean your firearms. Optimize them with Modern Spartan Systems line of accuracy oil, carbon destroyer, copper lead destroyer. And they've even got some cleaner for your glass. And, of course, the TVT Green Oil additive. Uh, you add that to anything that's got an engine, and you're going to do it a favor. Trust me. I run it in the lead sled. I run it in all our vehicles here at the lead quarters. I even run it in our generators and our uh, pressure washers. Uh, pretty much anything that uh, that's got an engine, I put it in there, and it makes it run quieter, and it extends the life, and it protects all those parts inside there. ModernSpartanSystems.com. X-Steel Targets, I don't think you guys are going to be able to find a more affordable AR-500 steel target out there, uh, especially with the quality that X-Steel Targets puts into theirs. The variety that they offer, you guys go to xsteeltargets.com, check that out. 1776 United, get your Talking Lead t-shirts, your Talking Lead patches, Lead Head Brigade shirts, Lead Head patches. Uh, we've got a new tumbler that we're going to be working on with them. Uh, so you guys go 1776united.com for all your Talking Lead swag. The Talking Leady Evil Black Assault mugs, you can get those at dip123.com forward slash Talking Lead. Those are still available. And uh, with the holidays coming up, uh, makes a great gift. So go check them out. The Talking Leady, better than a Yeti, keeps your drinks minutes colder. <laughs> so. 
And then you guys go and just inundate and flood Caltech with Leadhead Brigade goodness. Let them know that you are stoked to have them as our newest sponsors. Sponsors of the Talking Lead Podcast, Caltech Weapons. You guys know Caltech. We've had them on the show many times. Their products are awesome. They make the Keltec Sub 2000. If you guys haven't seen that or you've never shot one of those, uh, they're 9mm, 40 caliber pistol carbines. They are awesome. They fold up, fit in a backpack, fit in your truck. Great for hiking, camping, really cool guns. And then, of course, their bullpups are second to none. The RDBs, the RFBs, the KSG shotguns. All their rifles, all their shotguns are phenomenal. And they've got that awesome PMR-30, little 22 Magnum pistol. Uh, it's awesome as well. You guys, go to KeltechWeapons.com. You see their full line of firearms and accessories. They've even got cool accessories. They've got knives. They've got safety glasses. They've got keychains. They've got koozies. Uh, they used to have flashlights. I'm not sure if they still have the flashlights or not, but uh, I've, I've got a couple of those, and absolutely love their flashlights. So uh, I'll double check with them and make sure I don't see them on their website. But uh, uh, that Keltec folding knife is really cool too. So you guys go check out Keltec at KeltecWeapons.com. And again, just inundate them. Let them know that you are glad to have them on board as a sponsor of the Talking Lead podcast. Their Instagram page, their Facebook page, just hit them up. Or if you don't have any of those, send them an email. That'll work too. So one more thing before we get off here, you know, I've, I've been pleading to our, our lady listeners out there, the, the lady leadheads, and uh, we presented Katie H. with a little package last week, and Katie won the, uh, the Remington hat and the Remington shooting shirt, and I promise it's, it's on its way, Katie, so just be patient. You'll get that soon. <laughs> You'll get it in time for Thanksgiving, hopefully. Uh, but this week, we're going to give away one of the Modern Spartan Systems uh, starter kits. And it's going to go to this lady listener. It's Shannon W. Shannon says, my husband got me hooked on your podcast. I heard on the first few podcasts that you want to hear from the ladies. That's right. I want to know that we have lady listeners out there. I want to know that we have content that's appealing to you guys, useful to you. I say you guys, you you gals. So yeah, send me your emails, talkinglead at gmail.com and put Lady Leadhead uh, in the subject. Let me know that you're a listener. Let me know how long you've been listening, what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show. Suggestions on what you would like to hear. Uh, people, products, places, things like that. So she goes on to say, I've had my concealed carry permit for seven years now and carry M&P Shield. Well, congratulations. That's a good gun. Started carrying back when I was a corrections officer. On the weekends, my husband and I enjoy target practice and the occasional varmint hunt. The swag bag sounds pretty dang interesting, and I would love a chance at it. So there you go, Shannon. Congratulations. You're going to get the uh, Modern Spartan System starter kit, which has the Spartan Accuracy Oil Carbon Destroyer, Carbon or Copper Lead Destroyer, and the Crystal Clear in there. And then I'm also going to send you one of those uh, one of those hats. So congratulations, Shannon. 
but you other lady leadheads, follow suit with Shannon. Send me your emails, talkingleadgmail.com, lady listener. And we'll give away another um, Modern Spartan Systems uh, kit here. So, th- so real quick, some things coming up. We've got November the 10th, as you guys are listening to this. Uh, it'll be coming up soon. We're going to be at Royal Range for uh, Veterans Day weekend. It's the weekend before Veterans Day on that Monday. November the 10th, we'll be at Royal Range USA, and uh, they're going to have some great events going on there. Going to have some uh, celebrities. They're going to have Chris Spence, one of the original horse soldiers. He's going to be on site to sign the horse soldier book. He'll also be showcasing his World Trade Center piece and an inert landmine. So you guys can come out, meet Chris Spence, get a copy of his book, uh, I believe that's what that movie 12 Strong was based on, which was out here recently. Pretty good movie. It had uh, Thor. The guy played Thor. What's his name? Chris Kimsworth. Uh, but they're going to have uh, special sales going on. Veterans with proper credentials get half-price lane rentals. $20 per mag on submachine guns. $25 per belt on belt-fed machine guns. And all kinds of stuff. So... You guys come out there we'll be there chris pence will be there uh, might be some other people who are going to be there i think right on going to be set up modern spartan systems may have some things there iwi is going to be there so this this november the 10th coming up get a chance to come out and i'll try to do some live stuff while i'm there too so also coming up we've got our fourth annual black friday cyber monday special show coming up it's going to be a good one I got a little later start on that, so so I'm busting ass to get uh, to get everybody and all their deals and all their sales together for you guys in time. So I'm going to be busy getting that show together uh, before Thanksgiving. So that does it for another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. As always, if you guys have questions, comments, suggestions for the show, send them in talkingleadgmail.com. Always love hearing from you guys uh, on Instagram, on Facebook. Be engaging. Don't forget about our AK Corner. We've got Jim Fuller coming up. And don't forget, we're giving away AKs on that show. The Talking Land AK Corner. You could be the next lucky recipient. So make sure you're engaging with us on social media. Sending in those suggestions, those emails. And uh, we'll be picking another winner coming up soon. Until then, Leadheads. Keep your loved ones close and your firearms closer.